uh, I briefly mentioned the um, mental training. Mental training is the citta bhavana, cultivation to develop awareness, to develop the mind. And the very first thing when we sit down is we see the difference between the mind and the physical, material aspect, the body. Sometimes the mind appears to be wild, but when we study the mind, we begin to understand the process. This is called nama. Nama is the mental process. It's not a person, it's not me, it's not mine. It's just mental process, thoughts, memories, objects appearing at the sense doors, and then coming into contact with consciousness, the mind knows them. And this is what we see as we sit. So we're cultivating this awareness of the mind, seeing the mind, knowing the mind. And as soon as we see the mind as different, than the body. The body doesn't know the mind, but the mind knows the body. And the mind knows the body as the objects at the sense doors arise. This is a very important insight. It's the very first glimpse that we have of anatta, or of the emptiness in these processes, mental process, physical process. So the mind is not some solid entity that is myself. And we see that as soon as we begin to study ourselves, ourselves in conventional language. But we study what we think is ourself. And then we begin to see there's mental process, the mind, knowing objects as they arise in consciousness. And there is physical object, physical process. That is the physicality of our experience. Sensations, sounds, sights, smells, tastes, touch sensations. And then there are the thoughts in the mind, the thoughts arising in consciousness, subject to our experience at the five sense doors, and also consciousness knowing itself. This is the first insight. And it's the foundation for our ability to develop seclusion of mind. We're developing seclusion of body But as soon as we begin to understand the two different processes, mental process, physical process, we can cultivate this protection and development of the mind. So we experience uh, the emptiness 
And then from that, we also start to notice that there is a cause of what comes into that mental field. And we study the cause. What is this cause? Because there is an object appearing at one of the sense doors, a sound appearing at the ear door, sound of someone sawing, a saw, a buzz, machine. We hear, and then we, we know that sound. We understand it. We know it to be uh, the cutting, cutting sound. A smell in the room. Some odor comes into consciousness through the nose, and consciousness knows it. So we see the cause of these things that appear in our mental field. This is the point at which we begin, or can begin, to understand the three characteristics of experience. The three ultimate characteristics. These are not the things that people notice about things, or notice about objects in consciousness, or notice about experience, until we actually sit down to do this cultivation. We may not notice impermanence. We may not notice the unsatisfactory nature of our experiences. We may not notice the emptiness of self in this experience. Where in this mental field do we see a solid entity? All we see is a flood of objects or phenomena appearing experience of the sense realm appearing in consciousness as different kinds of phenomena, sights, sounds, smells, tastes, and touch sensations, painful or pleasant, or neither painful nor pleasant. And then there is awareness that knows them, So this ability for the mind to reflect on the contents of consciousness is vital to our ability to free ourselves from attachment to anything at all. Getting to the root of attachment is being able to see the cause of what appears in consciousness. Then we can know if there is suffering, right then and there, we begin to have the glimmerings of uh, the first and second noble truths. Suffering and its cause. There's mentality, and then there's the cause of that which appears in consciousness. There's the mental knowing of the object, and then the understanding of how that knowing came to be. Then. Studying the object, knowing the three characteristics of that object appearing in consciousness. Now, besides these kinds of mechanics of what's happening, there's an important work. This is the basis of our, our work here, our project, is to purify, purify. So, When a phenomena appears in consciousness, 
we may like it or not like it. A mood comes over the mind. It may disturb us or excite us. The different experiences that we have based on this mechanical understanding or this understanding of process and content gives us the the, uh, material with which to work. We begin to use those efforts that I mentioned last night. The effort to cultivate that which is healthy for the mind, which is wholesome, which is skillful, which purifies the mind, and the effort to protect the mind from that which is not wholesome. So whatever we see or whatever appears in consciousness that uh, does not agitate, does not disturb, like a feeling of joy for someone else's well-being or care, concern. This is kusala. And a feeling of frustration or a critical attitude. This is, this is not kusala meaning wholesome. It's a benevolent, non-harming. And a kusala being unskillful or harmful can be harmful. We may not think it's harmful, but if we study carefully and begin to develop enough wisdom, we can see the uh, harm that may arise from different mind states. Like greed. When we have a greedy mind, how can we bring up non-greed? How can we disband the greed? So there's sustaining the goodness or the, the wholesome states of mind and cultivating wholesome states of mind to keep arising, that is to sustain them. And in the same way, eliminating, purifying, cleansing the mind, sweeping out that which is not wholesome and preventing more of the same toxins from entering, just as we do with the body. The world is very concerned about organic foods, uh, the ingredients in foods, uh, sensitivities to different foods. And we know if we have an allergy, we know what we shouldn't eat. allergic to gluten, we stay away from ingredients that have gluten. And this diet that we're prescribing for ourselves here is a mental diet. So what are we feeding the mind? What is the healthy food for the mind? And what is the unhealthy food? If it's healthy, we continue to eat it. We develop it, we learn about it, develop it, sustain it. And if it's unhealthy, unwholesome, harmful, then we keep a distance from it. We prevent it. 
we do all we can to keep a distance from that kind of uh, polluting I would perhaps not call it malevolent, but harmful state of mind. So greed, hatred, delusion. These are the uh, aspects of mental states or poisons that are harming. And they create, cause disease, dis-ease in this mental process. So it's not enough to sit and watch without any judgment at all, but the kind of judgment that we're doing with our mental state is, it's not an opinion, but it's a wise onlooking that sees what is helpful, what is harmless, what is non-greed, what is non-hatred, what is non-delusion. We sustain that and develop it. And the harmful effects, the harmful causes We don't allow them. We try to prevent them. We steer clear of them. Just like a ship in a rough sea. To get through a storm, we look for the the place of least resistance, where the current is friendly, where it will support our, our boat, to stay afloat rather than tip it over. We unfurl our sails and hunker down through the storm to get through the rapids. And then we steer clear of those kinds of places. And this is where the uh, internal, interior vinaya, like precepts of the mind, is not taking part in aggressive, killing energy, not killing the goodness within us, not finding our happiness on the limbs of other people's pain, and so forth. Abiding in peaceful, benevolent, pure, and moral states of mind through our right intentions. So we may be silent, but we must still listen to what kind of currents are going on, what kind of commentary is passing through, and turn away from that which does not support this purification, just turning away from it, stopping it, displacing it with calm, 
with serenity and with mindfulness ever watchful. Some guests are not allowed in and we start to know. We can even suss out the terrorist. But that takes a very astute level of mindfulness and it takes a lot of energy. Sometimes we have to remove the spider that will bite us and put it far away where it cannot return. And if it returns, we keep doing that again and again. We have a memory of something someone said and we're angry. Ten years later, we're still angry. This is harming the mind. That person might be dead and we're still angry. But we don't have to be angry. As long as we know the anger for what it is, by seeing the state of the mind, seeing the cause of the anger, and removing it, causes our grasping, our holding it, our ignorance, not understanding. Not understanding the nature of the anger is just a thought, habitual, sticky, and we identify with it. And it just brings pain and poison. As soon as we recognize it, we turn the mind towards the moment, the present moment, fresh, clear, pure. There's no anger in the present moment, except what the habitual mind brings to it. And then bringing up a sense of forgiveness, coolness, compassion, equanimity, just feeling the blessing of this ability to know the mind as mental process and the body as physical process. The mind knowing the body, the mind that can know the condition of the mind. And it is just a condition, like a weather system passing through, impermanent, unsatisfactory, and empty of any solid me. There's no one there, no one to be angry. So just continuing to see, see where the clinging arises, remembering with mindfulness to let go, beginning again and not clinging. Seeing clearly, understanding, letting go, remembering to keep letting go and cultivating the causes and conditions for purification of mind. <laughs>
sweeping out the nasties and, and bringing up, watering the goodness, nourishing it, mothering it, protecting it.
We'll be having interviews this morning during the walking period, so please check that your name, uh, if it's on a list, come to the appropriate place. Thank you. <laughs> 